Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Mama's News, where we talk about all the crazy stuff that's going on in this crazy clown world that we live in. Um, hey, I want to go ahead and introduce the order of how everyone will be showing their news tonight. <laughs> we have Harry from Canary. Hello, everybody. It's Harry. Hello, mate. Hey, Keel Thor. <laughs> Oi. Hey, Keel Thor. I can't hear you. Leave it. Oh, sorry. You've <laughs> muted yourself. Oh, my gosh. He's the one with the American flag that you can't hear. So that's him. We also have uh, Ism Cant. Howdy, howdy. We have myself, Jacqueline, ATL Connector. And we also have uh, Ashley Think Change Repeat. Hello. <laughs> All right. So I think that um, our favorite Brit, Terry, is going to get us started. And I just want to say one last thing before you start, Terry. I was listening to someone else on a video that was British. And just because people sound British does not mean that they sound smart. Why? Because that guy sounded like a dong on fool. And he think he was like, you know, they weren't calling it QAnon anymore, but it was like totally like I think queued out. I was like, dude, goodbye. So, anyways, Terry, uh, our smart favorite Brit. Go ahead, Terry, get us started. Thank you very much, Jackie. Uh, well, uh, we had a Brazilian story last week about the Brazilian submarine. I'm going to go Brazilian again this week, as it were, because uh, I'm talking about the Brazilian election, which is uh, currently happening. And uh, Bolsonaro, as you might uh, know, is, is a very controversial character. He's a bit of a sort of Trumpy sort of person. Uh, and he's uh, now in the last runoff. So he came second in the vote. And he's in a runoff against this guy, Lula, who actually is a bit of a jailbird because he was in jail for money laundering and corruption. And he's only recently come out. But he seems to be the globalist choice. And... Uh, You'll see the reason for me saying this in a minute. And you might get a feeling of deja vu when I read out some of these points I've noted down here. So they've gone over to all electronic voting in Brazil, which Bolsonaro is not very keen on because he says there might be some electoral fraud going on. Um, now, uh, Bolsonaro had uh, um, quite a big lead um, during the early part of the election. And then for some reason that the live count of the votes got stuck at 66.66% of the of the vote, believe it or not. And it seemed to get stuck there for quite a long time. And then uh, we had millions of votes dumped for his rival Lula, uh, which put him into the lead. Um, then uh, people started questioning the election on Twitter and they all got banned. Um, of course so now Why would they not? Uh, are afraid to speak out. The polls were showing uh, Lula miles ahead before the vote actually happened, and uh, that actually turned out not to be the case, that Bolsonaro did a lot better than the polls were predicting. 
Um, and um, interestingly, uh, a bit like another election, that Bolsonaro uh, was, um, as I say, he came second to this guy, Lula. And, uh, but his party's votes went up hugely. So it wasn't like a, an across the ticket um, loss for Bolsonaro. His party actually did very well. And his seats in Congress, what they call Congress, which I think is like House of Representatives, uh, went up by 66. So, um, you know, he, it, it, it's, it kind of looks a bit fishy to me, I would say. <laughs> So uh, I fully, they're going to have a, the, the final runoff vote at the end of this month, I think. I fully expect that this guy Lula will win uh, because people seem to want to get rid of Bolsonaro. Um, but there's a, there's a question about what the army is going to do as well, because apparently they're very keen on Bolsonaro. And uh, somebody said that they're actually quite keen on defending the you know, sort of constitution and the, the proper democracy. So... Uh, who knows what will happen? So well, that's good. there you go. It's a so, familiar tale, isn't it? Really, <laughs> has the, has the CIA um, put out a date for their insurrection yet? Well, uh, yeah, they're probably hiring some you know shady customers from Ukraine as we speak. I would imagine sending them in. Wait, is that were you joking or did that actually happen? Because I can't tell reality from satire anymore. <laughs> I don't think anyone can these days. Uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. So, so I, I wanted to chime in with that because actually, if you look at the Union of the Unknowns Twitter page, I actually posted, I bet that this, 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 and this is going to happen because it was the same old song. Because we know that they have set up Bolsonaro as this like Trump-like figure. He questioned the shots, things like that. We knew that he was um, not popular in that way or that they were trying to make him set him up as the bad guy and then last week and I shared this in our discord um, I saw a blip that Bernie Sanders and the Senate had all agreed to sever ties with Brazil if there was a coup. So then obviously the election was happening and I was like, okay, so they're telling us what's happening. What they're going to do is they're setting it up so that when people say that this election was stolen, this election was fraudulent, which it will be, then what they're going to do is set up some sort of CIA protest. And they're going to be like, Oh, this is an insurrection. Exactly what you're saying, Terry. It's the same yeah, old yeah. story. They're going to make it look like that. And then that will set up the B in bricks officially. You think um, that's what they did in January? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I think that that's exactly what they're doing because our relationship right now, they have no reason to say that our relationship is not good with Brazil, but now they will. And I feel like it is important to set up, and, and Monica has talked about this too. Now she has speculated that it's setting up like maybe they couldn't get the one world government, so they have to have the two sparring my opinion is that no it's still going to plan because this will be how they bring down the united states per their plan how will the world look different by 2030 united states will no longer be the dominant power it will be one in a group of nation states including russia and china it's right there on the the website um so i do think that this is what's happening and i thought it was just so obvious from the whole bernie sanders and the senate agreeing that they would sever ties with brazil what do you what do y'all think about that 
I think you probably, I mean, the the CIA playbook's getting pretty predictable. It's been the same the same song and dance since at least um, the coup in Iran back in the late fifties, early sixties. Yeah, yeah. Is that um, uh, Iran Contra? No, that was no before then. Uh, that was when they replaced the Shah. I'm blanking on his name. Um, well, they, re- they replaced Mossadegh with the uh, who was democratically elected with the Shah originally. That was right. a British American joint operation because Mossadegh wanted to nationalize all the oil in Iran. Obviously, that didn't go down very well with the right shocker British and American companies. <laughs> and my understanding of that was that the quality of life in Iran before that was much better, correct? And and much less. Oh severe. yeah. Well, you'll. Uh, I'm sure you. Everyone has seen the videos of Iranians protesting down the streets, chanting "Death to America." Recently, and, uh, recent stuff. Uh, I don't know if they've been doing it. I imagine that we we they'd be playing it on the front page of the news if they were. But what what Fox News and CNN will tell you is that Iran hates us because we're free, and they completely omit the whole you know overthrowing their their actual elected government and installing mm-hmm. pro-american puppets yeah um but yeah it's, iran is a beauty i'm sure like it's all it's definitely on my like bucket list of places to go um which is going to be difficult i imagine with an american passport but i'll figure it out because it's a beautiful country and the, it's very beautiful, yeah. from what i've heard the people are just amazing yeah a lot of history as well Oh yeah, um, and uh, I did. I did want to ask sorry. you real quick, Terry. Um, uh, back to the electronic voting. They're not using Dominion, are they? That would just be way too obvious. Now that would be. I, I don't actually know. That would be quite something, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I think they're one hundred percent electronic voting. I don't think there's any other way to vote. Hmm. Well, and it's there's there's plenty of ways to secure an electronic vote with like blockchain and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's very because they don't want to do that. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Funny how that works, huh? It's funny as well that, um, you know, for all this electoral, uh, you know, um, shenanigans, denial, there's been quite a few prosecutions already, uh, successful ones in America about people who've actually been caught, you know, fiddling the vote or plugging you illicit USB drives into the into your Dominion machine, you know, which is not allowed. So um, there's just not, it's just not really making mainstream news, but I've seen quite a few, you know, convictions that have happened recently. Well, and on that, on speaking, was the story that last week about the FBI, um, about the whole sending um, submarine or classified documents, was that from Brazil? That was, or am I remembering wrong? They yeah, were selling no, them Brazil to Brazil. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's, I, I feel like that's fishy timing. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, way but, to get Brazil in the news, I suppose. Isn't it? Well, can I just one more follow up? Like do we know anything about this Lula person? Are they jailbird? I know that. <laughs> He's been just recently come out of jail. <laughs> uh, and of course he says, Oh, it was a set up job, you know, but he was convicted for money laundering and corruption. Uh, well, and the I other mean, thing, I, the other thing I didn't mention, which will also sound very familiar to you guys, is that um, 
he was having trouble getting anyone showing up to his rallies, whereas Bolsonaro was going into big football stadiums and, you know, mm. getting hundreds of thousands of people there. It's well, so money, exhausting. Money laundering and corruption. So he's a politician. He's a politician. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, so what do you think about that, Terry? Um, as far as how this is going to play out? I mean, do you think that they're going to have a coup, but they're going to say that it's the right wing coup, but actually it's going to be a CIA coup and it'll be the reason that Brazil becomes an enemy of the United States or the the allies or whatever. Yeah, I don't really know. It, it, like Trump, it's difficult to know if Bolsonaro's kind of for real or not, or if he's, you know, a genuine sort of genuine in his struggle against the the new world order. He got into that public fight with um, Klaus Schwab at a WEF meeting, which I quite enjoyed on camera. Ooh, I don't, I <laughs> but, didn't uh, know about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, try, I'll, I'll try and find the clip. Uh, it's quite good. Yes, yeah, um, if you could, if you can find it, I would definitely be interested. Yeah, if you can post it. Um, that sounds I, amazing. I think they they seem to have this uh, election thing totally sewn up. So I just think they'll they'll make this other guy win, um, and and then they'll they'll probably have some pro Bolsonaro protests and they'll they'll do the whole January sixth thing, saying they're insurrectionists and you know, it being Brazil rather than America, it might get a bit more violent, I suppose. And you know, well, yeah, because more it's, unpredictable. It's really whoever the army backs is the ultimate winner. That's true. Yeah. Um, that yeah. is true. If they genuinely have. Um, if they're bringing in an armed forces that could be opposition, then that, you know, that's definitely January 6th plus. I don't know if it adds anything to the conversation, but my neighbor is from Brazil and I've been talking to him about it for the past couple of days. And his, uh, he's not, I don't think he's very much into politics so much, but uh, he was saying that for himself he uh doesn't like either one of those two guys and would w rather have one of the other guys that was in the first round of voting be yeah. you know president but he said his family is all bolsonaro supporters and but he's he said he didn't uh he didn't think there was going to be any any violent coup or protests going on if he doesn't win didn't didn't seem to think that that would be a realistic outcome. Does he think that January sixth is a lie? Oh, I've I have I have yet to talk that much with him about such things. Gotcha. <laughs> so. I was curious if he was hip to the new world order. Yeah, probably not. But that squares with what I've heard from from people from Brazilians who say you know most people don't like either of them very much. But if yeah. if you know you're going to pick one, it's going to be Bolsonaro. It's very hard to find anyone who supports this other guy. That's what, what I've heard. You're talking yeah. about? I'm sorry, I missed that. Sorry? The Brazilian elections? Yeah. No, Keel, who are you talking about? You said you were talking to somebody about it. That's not really into politics. His oh, neighbor. my my next-door neighbor is oh, okay. Brazilian. Oh, fantastic. I have a next-door neighbor that's Brazilian. She lives downstairs. A Brazilian mm. people living in a house? How big is it? That's <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. I couldn't help myself. Mm. Uh, did you guys know that, like in Australia, you are required by law to vote in Brazil? I didn't. No, I didn't know that. 
uh, every every year my neighbor travels down to brazil to visit family and while he's there he stops by the administrative office and pays his fine for not having voted the previous year wow it must be quite challenging to get some of those guys in the amazon to to vote i would imagine <laughs> I, I imagine so they don't have mail-in voting there he's he said he could register at some office like I, I would assume the embassy or something in atlanta and get himself permanently transferred so that he didn't have to worry about it anymore but he said that was such a hassle and i i think the fine is like a couple of dollars because he goes down and he says you know what i wasn't in the country so i couldn't vote and so there's a lower a lower fine for for that situation so he nice. just pays that whenever he visits well that brings up an inch like like I was just thinking about mandatory voting in America, and while I'm always against any sort of mandates, that would be interesting to hear the um, opinion of the untold majority of the country that doesn't vote. Which I, I think that's a very good point, but I think that circling back to what Terry said, they have the voting locked up. It doesn't matter. So the people's will, even though it's just the lesser of two evils or whatever, is, is no longer, that's out the window that that is going to be respected, in my opinion. It's whatever they want at this point. Like if they got away with, you know, whatever the fuck happened with George Bush versus Al Gore in the year 2000, and then every election since then, and Monica has made this point too that they the precedent has been set for fuckery in the elections i you know i think it's game over as far as that goes and then the other thing that i wanted to throw in was that i did see a tweet this week from amy Klo is it klobuchar yes um who was saying that very sentiment that it should be required that everyone vote i think if like if we got president's day and like labor day and all this other crap at least make you know the days we vote a national holiday and that might just be coming out of my want for another paid day off but i'm all for it wait which day do you want off the the actual day in november or the three months of early voting you get here in georgia yes yeah, all of it. <laughs> and yes. I think if they uh, if they mandate uh, voting in America, you'll have to mandate all the dead people to vote as well because you know that seems to be very important these days. Definitely. Hmm. Well, they, I I keep hearing that the Latinx people are getting pretty <laughs> upset with the Democrats, uh, possibly for calling them Latinx and completely <laughs> disrespecting their language, which is very gender specific <laughs> i thought it was latin x is it really latinx i that's how i've always heard it but i also called don lemon don lemon so oh you gotta call him don lemon for sure it's oh man and he's he's really just been i he must have gotten the big demotion on cnn because now he's just doing like some crappy morning show interviewing I, a meteorologist that doesn't want to play I, around I have you i have you know he said that that was a promotion so there. <laughs> <laughs> and you can totally believe everything that Don Lamont has to say. <laughs> if only we had if only we had Brian Stelter to tell us the truth. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh gosh. Oof. I have uh, a Brian Seltzer impression. I won't do it here. No, please. Oh, maybe some on. other time. Please. We got I don't even seconds. know what he sounds like, so it'll be perfect. Spot on. I imagine he sounds like <laughs> That's my, that's he my sounds kind of like this. Hi, everyone. This is Reliable Sources with Brian Stelter. And we're just going to get right down to it, everyone, okay? And I just want to say one thing that my friend John Lamont was promoted. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. If they say he wasn't, then it's fake news. That's pretty good. I didn't hate it. That's for sure. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, yeah. Thank you. On that uh, note, we should probably good. move to the next story, should we? Yeah, I got a, I got a, uh, well, they're dark overtones, but it's generally just a, a feel good, <laughs> feel good story here. So, feel good story with dark overtones. Yes. So I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> there's a, um, so there's a British weekly newspaper called The Economist. I'm sure Terry's probably heard of it before. Mm -hmm. And they were they had a a event recently where they were giving away tubs of free ice cream and a free yes. book if if you signed up for a subscription for the newspaper sorry i'm sorry i i wow. got a i got a floaty in my drink i wasn't paying attention where do i get free ice cream from the economist from the economist this was taking place in england also so you'd have to kind of fly out there um, i mean i eat a lot of ice cream Okay, well, it might be worth it. <laughs> let me let me give you some of the names of the flavors they were giving away. Oh, oh no. you're about to ruin this for me. Yep. All right. Modern <laughs> monetary was, theory flavor. <laughs> there was scurry berry, chalk scurry berry, chalk hopper, strawberries and swirls. Can you guess what the uh, the special ingredient was? Wait, In the is it cricket? Don't tell me it's oh, cricket. Crickets. Crickets? It, it's bugs. God damn it. Bugs, man. bugs, bugs. See, so y'all are on top of it because my my mind went to mm, mRNA. <laughs> oh, Lipid they, nanotechnology. They very well. well they, are using, they are using the vaccine business model, aren't they? Giving away free ice cream to get your get your COVID jab. I thought that was the tie-in there, so I was uh I was yeah. stumped on that. And for all we so know, they gave the M MNRAs to the bugs before grinding them up to make ice yeah. cream. Possibly, yep. yeah. So, so we've we've bug. been hearing lately about this great worldwide push to get everybody to eat bugs, right? Mm -hmm. So it looks to me like this was just another example of that kind of percolating through modern pop culture, whatever. Laying the groundwork, moving the Overton window, etc. Yep. Uh, they the ice creams contained as much as ten percent bugs. <laughs> Did they and tell you what was the makeup of the bugs? Yeah, they had uh, grasshoppers. They had uh, mealworms. Mm. I think those were the only two, but they so had these different flavors. Twenty years in the future, people are going to be like, mm, "I just love a good mealworm," you know, as long as you don't overcook it. Let me let me read to you some of the uh, the takeaways. This this was this article that I got it from was from. This Buzz is Nick. really bumming me out. From Buzznick. Uh, this is not a feel good story. <laughs> so it, I'm telling you, the 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 article was, hey, free ice cream. Look what the Economist is doing. It wasn't, hey, oh gosh, bugs. 
which is what I found so interesting about it. But uh, some of the people that were eating the uh, ice cream said, for example, um, they said the ice cream itself was delicious and creamy. The mealworms gave the dessert a crispness like popped rice with a chewy center. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> While the grasshopper bits were less noticeable, like very finely chopped walnuts. So nice. sounds delightful. I, I am somewhat of an ice cream connoisseur. Um I I eat and make you also a, know a lot of about ice cream every, every week. Yeah, well, I, I just kill them. But um <laughs> like I make a gallon of ice cream every week. 10% that's going to be a crunchy ice cream, bro. They did say that the grasshoppers got stuck in their teeth. Oh, and the mealworms had an man. odd texture. I and I, I last night I made a gallon of coconut ice cream and I mean I'm still going to eat it, but now as I'm munching on the coconut, <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about grasshopper legs. This is a cursed conversation. <laughs> this bugs uh, thing is is very odd, isn't it? It's been around for a while, but it really has taken off in the last year or so. It has. Um, I don't know if they're just trying to humiliate us by you know getting us to eat this stuff, or if there's. Well, yeah, no, I don't know. I I've seen bug recipes for decades, forever. Yeah, sure. You know, here and there, little. Weird hippie vegan type stuff. I guess it wouldn't well, be vegan, but vegetarian, I, perhaps. I, I lived in South Korea for about eight months, something like 10 years ago or so, maybe a little bit longer. And I actually re remember um, it was like, I think it was like a, a pathway to like a fame, like, like a, a, one of their mountains as like a famous hiking trail under or something. And as you're walking down the street, they have all of these vendors set up, and a lot of them are just selling different types of bugs. And, like, me and the Americans were like, oh, like, oh, that's so gross, and, like, you know, you eat them on a dare. And um, they, uh, I mean, to be fair, the people that tried them were like, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's not disgusting once you get over the fact of what you're eating. And they, well, they were selling, like, toasted roaches. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something that is a holdover from third worldism. Um, so I feel like that's probably a pretty good indicator that they are in fact looking to third world us. Yeah. And uh, man, I, I just, you, you <laughs> I'm still stuck on grasshopper ice cream. <laughs> That's that's, that's well, really bumming me out, man. That was the chalk hopper, presumably, was it? Yeah, uh, to be uh, fair, it wasn't grasshopper flavored or mealworm centric. They were just added added protein supposedly to make the ice cream more nutritious. That's nasty. Imagine the... when they make us start eating bugs and stuff like that. Imagine how many bugs you're gonna have to eat, like like, how many bugs would there have to be to have, like, a good-sized hamburger? You know what I mean? Or, like, a regular hamburger. You got the answer to that, Q? I have Ice gross. cream isn't supposed to be nutritious. I have an answer that could possibly answer a thing. 
it says uh, the little tubs they were given away had little bug facts on the side, little info right. blurbs. And then one of them said a serving of, of grasshoppers contains about the same amount of protein as a serving of beef and has far less fat and fewer calories. So there you have it. Well, I have that beef. Yeah, I have 30 pounds of beef vacuum sealed in my freezer. Um, Throw it out. I'm just planning on keeping up stocking it, stocking it until the uh, hyperinflation hits. So y'all, y'all have your bug ice cream. I'm going to make <laughs> human ice, uh, human ice cream makes it sound like it's made with humans now. <laughs> yeah. That's the sort of thing that the, the, the elites would have. Yeah. Cow ice cream. You're going to make cow ice yes, cream and not normal, bug ice cream. Normal person ice cream. And uh, I'll just have my beef and my ice cream. You guys do the whole bug thing. And I appreciate you taking uh, that hit for me. Thing, well, they're, they're, try, they're trying to get us off meat, aren't they? That's the real thing. Because I suppose they feel that, you know, you could have a little farm with a goat or a cow or, you know, some sheep or a pig, some chickens, whatever. You know, and they don't want that. They don't want people to be self-sufficient and independent. So I don't think you could sort of grow your own crickets or mealworms. Well, you could probably grow your own mealworms. People do that. Yeah, they, they grow how... crickets too. Yeah. I wonder if during the pandemic in um, Cuba, if there's still a lot of stray dogs running around. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say uh -huh. when I was in Korea, they do, at least they did still eat dog there. I mean, it was mm. more of like a specialized thing. Uh, and I am still to this day in 2022 bummed out that I did not get a chance to try dog. Um, so you guys have heard Bill gross. Gates. That's disgusting, Justin. <laughs> no, what's disgusting is if you watch Bizarre Foods with Andrew Zimmer, uh, or Zimmer, Zimmer, then? I don't know. Zimmer. But uh, he will tell you that the best thing in the world is the, like, cartilage um, that actually holds a horse's mane onto the back of its neck, and it looks like it literally looks like a strip of earwax. That's disgusting. No, thank you. <laughs> my wife, my wife has eaten horse in France. Was she it good? I kind of like lean beef. So nothing yeah. special about it. Yeah. My mm. my rule for traveling is always if it looks good or if it smells good, don't ask what it is. Just try it and then Otherwise. ask. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the weirdest, well, yeah, the weirdest thing I've ate, eaten was a crispy fried pig intestine um, in South Korea. And oh my God, I cannot tell you. Like, did poop at one point go through this tube? Sure. But <laughs> friggin' delicious, man. That's Isn't just that just chitlins? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I did want to take a quick note, though, and just plug um, Texas Slim, who uh, runs and operates the Beef Initiative, where he's trying to put local beef farmers in contact with regular people. Um, so if that is something that you're interested in, check out the beefinitiative.com. Um, it's not something that I'm involved in in any way. It's just something that I've seen that looks really cool, and uh, you can't go wrong with you know, local produce that were beef. Yeah, yeah. that's a great thing. Hey, I've got I've got one other little thing to interject here. Oh uh, Jesus! So what now? We we've all <laughs> heard Bill Gates talk about 
how we need to stop eating beef, right? Because it's bad for the environment. Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice recently he reversed that decision? That I statement. Did not. No. Tell us what more. did he say? He said that uh, if if we were somehow capable of ending all beef consumption in the United States, it would only reduce the amount of emissions by something like one or two percent. And so oh, he was bad. saying, he was saying it's not even worth it. It's not worth, you know, sh- shooting for anymore. Mm. Well, China is the vast majority of all of the CO2 emissions at this point. So if all of the Western Hemisphere tomorrow went 0% carbon emissions, it would have zero effect. And then I on wish top Bill of that, Gates, I wish Bill Gates would reduce emissions by shutting the F up. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And here's the thing is I think that he's actually right about that, but I don't think that matters to him in any way because they hate us. Yeah. They look at us like vermin and they don't care about CO2 emissions. They know that that's not even a, a relevant measure of anything, but they just are, are glomming onto that to to spend the narrative, you know? I mean, and, that should be clear when they're showing up in private jets to a climate meeting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They just want us dead. And so even though Bill is saying, oh, okay, guys, you can have your burgers or whatever, but we still know that ultimately they want us dead and that they are, you know, like destroying food plants all over the world and fertilizer plants there was even one that burned down here not long ago in north carolina and i was speaking with someone about that that day and he said they won't rebuild it and he this guy's not hip to the globalist agenda at all um i mean he isn't like what's going on but he's not like where we're at and he said they won't they won't rebuild that place because of like it was grandfathered in and the EPA and the regulations and all the government, you know, bureaucracy that prevents that kind of stuff. So anyway. Was it the propaganda report where they were just playing clips of uh, Bill Gates? Um, One was where he was being interviewed uh, in the 90s asking what um browser competitors concern him and then he just pretended like he didn't know english what do you mean by concern i mean that's perfect when you're being uh questioned by you know the law or whatever or an attorney i mean he really did a great job so if you ever want to look at how you should answer stuff when you just (laughs) ask to define define you just ask them to define what does that mean like when this attorney asked me have i ever worked in retail i was like what do you mean by retail reminds me of bill Bill clinton that depends on what your definition of no means yes yes yes. that was exactly what i was thinking the same thing Uh, yes, and he was also the other interview was with Kumar. It was so cringe. It yes, was awful. Thank you, Cal Penn. Yes, loved him in Harold and Kumar. I didn't know that he was a filthy propagandist. Although Harold and Kumar three probably could have just we probably could have just skipped over that one. <laughs> I always saw the first one. There. Yeah, smart man. Yeah. Fair. But um, I think we should. I think we should move on. We're getting time's yep, marching on. Let's here. go. We need to. All right. So I'm next. Woohoo! So 
We are. Thanks, Terrence. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking. Terrence's so ready to go to bed too. I know. And then Terrence, 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 you can pop out anytime. Um, oh no, I need you to go over the research thing. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Bruce Willis has become first Hollywood actor to sell rights to digital twin. Um, it's basically the actor famous for his roles in movies like Glass, Die Hard, and The Sixth Sense has become the first megastar in Hollywood to sell his image to a technology company that implies that his clone created through artificial intelligence could now act in movies in his place. This begs the question, are we looking toward a future where deep fakes and clones would rule our entertainment sector for the Bruce Willis deep fake is just a start part one. Um, the AI company is called deep cake. And <laughs> now I can understand why Bruce Willis would have done this because he still wants to create residual revenue and he's basically licensing out his image, but he put in 30 plus years to develop that, you know what I mean? And develop a, a following and who knows at this point in his life, maybe his AI will do better acting than he was and get better roles. However, what do you guys think about like AI? Would you prefer to see someone who is like a real human, not an Android, not AI, but someone that actually came out of a woman's hoo-ha, like that type of person? First of all, how do they leave out Pulp Fiction and Moonlighting in that list of credits? Well, I've never heard of Moonlighting, so that's probably a pretty good Moonlighting was what, what got him started, really, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that was TV his show uh, television Sibyl, show. Yeah. Sybil Shepherd. It was, it was very good. Mm, yeah. I forgot that he was in that. And yeah. then, se secondly, are they, is, is he giving away, is the, is the AI working on its own? Or is, it, is he like recording his voice? And and maybe his face, and then they're just kind of superimposing that on somebody they else's are, body. Yeah, so he did a bunch of like record. What they did was is they used some of his recordings, and then they used his voice from previous movies and and um uh, interviews and stuff like that. Like the fill and in that's how they were able to develop him. And then they just you know pulled all the words probably out of it, and then the AI is go able to go through and just create the sentences and stuff like that. And then they create sort of images of him, full body images of him doing new right. stuff. I mean, I, I don't know how people say these deep fakes are, are very, very good now. I saw the one of Tom Cruise supposedly playing golf. Did anyone see that? It was a short clip mm -mm. that somebody no. faked, yeah. which that was, was a while pretty back. Convincing. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was pretty convincing. But I don't know how good they are now. Whether you, you know, would they, would they be able to pull off a whole say action film with an artificial bruce willis that would look realistic i don't know i believe so yeah i don't know but i don't think it looks exactly like him like his face and everything is a little bit different i felt like like his face was a little bit more rounded than in the ai than it was um what his actual what he actually physically looks like now yeah they have to they have to wrap it around the physical actor who's standing in for him so uh, is that right there's never going to be a 100 percent perfect match well maybe there will be i thought i, I thought it was completely digital no they've they've got to have somebody recording the the motions otherwise it oh, would look for like that part of it it would look like, call like the, or something they otherwise do it like the golem thing in uh lord of the rings do they yeah yeah they have I the motion capture right. I think um, we're getting to the point where they can completely CGI in an, an entire person 
and make it look 100% authentic and unique, especially with the kind of money that Hollywood has put into movies. Yeah, we'll probably get there at some point. Well, it's a little bit off topic, but the newest game engine that they're creating games with is called Unreal Engine 5. And if you YouTube some of the things that people have done with Unreal Engine 5, it is literally, I mean, unless you know that you're looking at something that was created on a computer, you really would have no idea. Uh, Granted, this I've only seen it done with like landscapes and stuff, but you put another two, three hundred million dollars behind it. I really feel like they can just completely CGI in things. So, so I mean, they're already that, able to um, do holograms and stuff like that now. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say is that we we know that the intelligence agencies are always twenty or thirty years ahead. So it makes you wonder if they're doing it already. And and some people are even saying that some of the Biden footage is actually artificially created. I'm not sure I'd go along with that, but um, it's possible, I suppose, if they can create Bruce Willis, why not? You know, maybe they can create. Well, it wasn't there just that, who was it that they had clips of saying like, um, store, like, you know, invoking violence for on January 6th and the guy was like, yeah, and he was like, oh no, that's a deep fake. That That wasn't me. Oh my gosh, imagine how many people could use that now. <laughs> but I, so I, Deepcake AI solutions for video production, they create digital twins of celebrities and the actual production process requ- doesn't require the physical presence of a celebrity on stage. Deepcake is the only team able to make digital twin in 4K quality. On top, we can hyper-personalize your brand's message, blah, blah, blah. So... That is pretty interesting, but I am super excited to hear Ism Kant's story. Wait a minute. I want to encourage our listeners to watch a movie called The Running Man starring Arnold Schwarzenegger because it it directly addresses the the, the, uh, topic we were just discussing. Okay. Now continue on. Isn't that based on a Stephen King novel? You know, I think it is actually. I don't think it's very closely. I think it's just very loosely based on it. But yeah. Okay. But dystopian undertones for sure, right? Yep. Yep. And I don't want to upset Jackie, but I do have one quick question. Um, Bruce Willis, uh, he signed this still because he's been diagnosed with aphasia, so he's no longer Correct. able to. to yeah, act. that's right. Yeah. Right. Was Which is that, why it makes sense why he would do it? Was that from the COVID vaccine? Uh, probably not. I think he's been declining for a little while because if you saw any of his recent like Netflix, he became like a C-rated actor, low-budget films, kind of like Steven Seagal. I was just going to say, but look at Steven Seagal. He doesn't have aphasia. He used to be hot in the 90s. Now he's doing reality shows where he's a cop. Yeah, but he's he's done a lot. He's made um, millions of dollars in these low-rated budget films where he's able to use his karate and be big old fat and stuff like that. But but now he's doing now he's doing his reality shows. So um, Bruce Willis is, was a proper actor. Let's 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 be honest. Bruce Willis definitely Didn't was a proper all, actor at the so time. Much. But I think I think he's probably been dealing with the aphasia for a long time, and people just didn't know about it. I so, can't but he was you guys. amazing. Huh? I can't believe you guys are crapping on Steven Seagal. They, that man is, <laughs> is, is he still is he still doing the reality show? Because I thought that was done years ago. 
I don't believe so, but it is the best thing in the world to watch because you have these like hood guys running up to him, be like, "Yo, Steven Seagal, arrest me, man! Arrest like, me! I want to be arrested." Oh my gosh! <laughs> and there's Who wants like to clips, get arrested? And there's clips of him like teaching like the police, like uh, the other officers at at the department, like how to do like jujitsu and stuff. And he's like, he's like two fifty, three hundred pounds, and it is. <laughs> he's a tall guy though. Yeah, I, he, yeah, that was down in the Louisiana. He was an actual, okay. he was actual sheriff down there. Well, and uh, as far as his martial arts credentials, I believe that he was, he actually is a grandmaster of, I forget what kind Aikido. of. Aikido. Yeah, yeah, and he he ran a dojo in Japan. Yeah, but Aikido is iffy. Yeah, but anyway, sorry, sorry to prolong yeah, everyone. Um. Uh, yeah, so as mine is just um, it's it's probably going to be pretty quick. Um, what I brought with us today is a quick a quick clip from the World Economics Forum, uh, their global communications. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I wrote that down wrong. It is, uh, but it's the World Economic Forum, um, the Sustainable Development impact meetings for 2022 and uh it's we're at the point where they just said the quiet part out loud and it's just the hubris uh that these people have to just really lay it out there for us and uh we have a quick um clip here uh if jackie can play it uh whenever she's ready it is yeah can you, uh hold on one second let's see here can you guys hear me? Yep. We can hear yes. you. All right, cool. Can you see the screen? It says you have started screen sharing. That's oh, it. See right. that. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Hold on. I don't know why it's not. Uh, one you know, second. I'm so sorry. Climate change. But yeah, it's while while Jack is uh, getting that set up. Oh, just a little background. Um, the clip we're about to hear is from. United Nations Global okay. Communications Rep, uh, can, Melissa Fleming. Can you see it now? Sorry, yeah. Justin. Okay, no, all right, fine. perfect. Okay. And uh, okay. yeah, it's Melissa Fleming, and uh, she's from the UN, and she is at the World Economic Forum's meeting. And go ahead and hit that play button. You will at. Uh-oh. Oh, hold on, hold on. Looks like we're having some technical difficulties. We'll get um, and there's, there's, oh, there's. We started this partnership, and we were shocked to see that when we googled climate change. What's wrong, Justin? Nothing. Go ahead, please. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Okay. It's... Please give us uh, grace, everyone, because this is our first time doing the screen share in a live. Uh, uh, here we, go. we were getting incredibly distorted uh, information right at the top. So we, we're becoming much more proactive. Um, you know, we own the science and we think that the world, you know, should know it. And, and the platforms themselves also do. Um, but again, it's, it's, it is, um, it's, it's a huge, huge challenge that I think all sectors of society need to be very active in. So it, it, it was a little choppy there. So let me just make sure everyone. Uh, so the context is um, they are talking about the climate initiative and conspiracy theories 
And her issue is that when you Google uh, some of these things, um, the quote-unquote conspiracy theorists are typically pretty easy to find while they are ranked lower in the Google searches. And uh, what she's telling you is that, uh, well, take her own words, we own the science. And uh, it's, it's, it's just unreal how, <laughs> how ballsy they're getting. Yeah, it's it's certainly more out in the open than it used to be, isn't it? They don't seem so, to really care now. They don't care. Yeah, essentially they were, she was talking about the World Economic Forum working with Google and possibly other search engines to try to curate the results in their favor, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, they, they, she specifically says that um, she included, you know, like Google and these other media companies and with her as being like working together to quote unquote own the science, which reminds me a lot of Fauci is the science. Uh, Jackie, or I'm sorry, uh, Terrence, uh, when the scientific method is practiced in real life, uh, does it? Is there anything in there like, you know, this is right, so we're going to conclude, like, find, do our work in order to conclude into this subject, into this yeah, answer? There's, they, there's no such thing as consensus science. That's that's a sort of made-up thing. They made up, they started making it up for climate science to make out that everyone agreed, which they don't anyway. You know, there's a significant uh, number of scientists who know <clears throat> You know, considerably more than the climate scientists who, who don't agree with man-made global warming. Uh, and, you know, like I say, consensus science is not a thing anyway. Science is all about debate. And, you know, you have to debate. You have to debate your theory, and it has to stand up to questions from other scientists. And people point out flaws in your theory, and then, you know, perhaps that theory gets replaced by another one. So... This whole so, business of clamping down on on dissent in science is is totally anti-science. Well said. So, what you in short, when someone tells you that they are the science or they own a science, you should be <laughs> immediately suspicious of their claims. You should be immediately suspicious that they are not a real scientist. Yes. Well, don't 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 you talk bad about Bill Gates and his his grasshopper ice cream. But yeah, say it's that that's about all I had for us tonight. Um and it, yeah, and it's one of those things where it's the the white pill for me is that they're sending their best and this is their best. Uh so really and let me we did uh if anyone wants to view this clip, uh we have uploaded it to our YouTube channel. Um, Union of the Unwanted, uh, or I'm sorry, Union of the Unknown. <laughs> Not to be confused with our our friends over at Union of the Unwanted. Um, but and then just just always keep an eye on the World Economic Forum because they seem to be the movers and shakers of the global elite. They're certainly the ones that tell you what's going on, aren't they? At the moment, are is is the who a mm. part of the U, un 
or are they just like kind of sister organizations? No, I don't really know. I think you know, I think they're, they're sort of, I think they're connected in some way. I think the WHO was spun off the UN, but I don't know if it's independent now. I, I think the official line is they are an independent organization. I mean, but funded funded by America and China. Yeah. So, I mean, they're in that way, they are like the United Nations, but supposedly they're doing good stuff for the world. Well, they're doing good stuff for someone's world, that's for sure. <laughs> Ashley, what do you have for us today? Okay, so um, mine is kind of quick, but it is touching on something that I still feel like is a really important topic for us to keep our eyes on, which is the sabotage of Nord Stream 2 pipeline and what ramifications that's potentially going to have is still yet to play out, but to tie in just a little bit more with the uh, the socio-political or the socio what's the word that i'm looking for the geopolitical um kind of where we're at right now is that there were four regions in the ukraine that voted this week to become part of russia so we sort of have that on the horizon with russia saying that they would defend those regions with nuclear force if necessary and then so that's one thing to keep in mind and then the other part of this is that we have the sabotage of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline and the fact that it's pretty obvious that it was done intentionally so I believe it's a matter of how will Russia respond to that will they choose to respond to that and in what way do they consider this an act of terrorism against them um, that kind of thing. So the point is, and I think that we do have a clip for this. I'm not hundred percent sure, but basically this week on Bloomberg, there was a Columbia university economics professor, Jeffrey Sachs, who admitted what we all had been talking about. And you'll be able to hear in this clip, it's super cringe. These people's minds are exploding as he drops truth bombs, why it was very likely the U.S. that was behind this. I mean, we we said this, we talked about this. It seems pretty clear, but, um, you know, the truth is not allowed on mainstream. So you will notice that it, it's just so cringe. These people are losing it. We'll go ahead and play it. The destruction of uh, the Nord Stream pipeline, which I, I would bet was a U.S., action perhaps u.s and, and poland uh this is uh, right, Jeff, Jeff, we gotta stop there that's a that's a quite a statement as well why do you feel Absolutely. that that was a u.s action what evidence do you have of that well first of all there's direct radar evidence that u.s uh, helicopters military helicopters that are normally based in Gdansk, uh were uh, circling over this area we also had the threats from the United States earlier in this year that one way or another, we are going to end Nord Stream. We also have a remarkable statement by Secretary Blinken last Friday in a press conference that he says, this is also a tremendous opportunity. It's a strange way to, it's, uh, sorry, it's a strange way to talk if you're worried about the piracy on international infrastructure of vital significance. So I know this runs counter to our narrative. It runs, you're not allowed to say these things uh, in, in, uh, in the West. But the fact of the matter is, all over the world, when I talk to people, they think the okay. U.S. did it. And Professor, just to tell you, well, and, and 
she doesn't want to get into tit for tat on what did or didn't happen right they don't have all the facts which is of course they never have the facts um because they're if it was facts then they would be telling you the truth and they're never telling you the truth well and that's that's, they weren't expecting that from a columbia university professor correct (laughs) you know that's the last time he's going to be on any news that's right (laughs) that's the end of his tv career i loved his face when uh he first his first statement and they go whoa whoa, wait a minute he makes that oh oh here we go i said something wrong didn't i Uh huh yeah Yeah. it was it was great it was so refreshing just to have somebody telling the truth and i you know i didn't know of course i feel like i have to be skeptical of everything i feel like this stuff is so scripted it's so controlled is this really an organic you know did this happen organically i don't know it definitely sounded like it to me and i hope that it was Um, but that I do think that we can judge by the fallout. Does this guy continue to get invited back onto mainstream media? Is he allowed to continue making these points? And then if that's the case, then we'll know that it's an intentional. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and I do want to get everyone's thoughts. One quick thing that I also wanted to share is that I saw this on Twitter that if you were to look uh, to do Google Translate. Now, my understanding is that this has now changed, but if you were to Google Translate um, Zelensky Volodymyr, which is obviously the, the president of Ukraine, that's his name backwards, but in, and they have it broken up. So it's Z E L E space N S K Y space V O L O D Y space M Y R. So it's kind of broken up, but it says the evil one owns the world. And I thought that that was pretty crazy. Um, and I think that we, you know, I don't know, it's a scary, a scary time with everything that's happening there, but anyway, it's amazing back in the biblical days when, um, the Lord would change your name when he, when you were about to have your new purpose in life. So it's really crazy with how our names really help unknowingly identify us. That's true. Uh, I should also, uh, not only did the vote in the uh, Donbass region occur this week, but I think it was today that Putin signed the annexation of that region into law. So it, it, it is written in stone. Russia is a very bad deal, couldn't it? Could Russia, be a very bad in, deal in their law, is now defending Russian territory, not yes. invading Ukraine. It's serious. And he said that they would defend their territory with nuclear weapons if needed. Quote, I am not bluffing. Yeah. And fun fact on that, uh, which I did not realize until very recently, apparently Russia, controlled by Vladimir Putin, um has more nuclear devices than anyone else in the world is what i have come to understand so maybe it would be true more than america i believe that's that is accurate because we've been trying to well there's 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 what we know and what we don't know and supposedly Hmm. we've decommissioned a large amount of our nuclear devices uh for exactly terry yeah like that. <laughs> um so but can i can i, I just say that they were doing this 
They were doing this throughout the Cold War. They were saying that, oh, we've got to close the missile gap. The Russians are way ahead of us. And then after, at the end of the Soviet Union, it turned out, oh, they didn't have as many missiles as we thought. Sorry, everyone. Turned mm. out we had loads more than them. Well, how would we Sorry know? About we, were, that. we were busy <laughs> sending people to the moon. Right. Or not. Right. <laughs> Let me rephrase. We were busy setting up movies in Hollywood. Hiring Stanley Kubrick to um, videotape uh, some actors. Exactly. Uh, one quick thing that I did want to throw in with this whole thing is that so this week we know that um, Elon Musk now allegedly is buying Twitter officially. And so he also put out a tweet earlier this week that was basically giving some suggestions and asking people what they thought on creating a peaceful resolution to what's happening between Russia and Ukraine. I wrote that down in my notes. I wrote that down in my notes, so I'm glad you're touching on it. Yes, he was attacked for it, of course, because if you suggest anything except for whatever, you know, NATO and the Ukraine want, then you're pro-Russia. And so he got attacked for that. And he basically said, look, I have given a lot of my own money for Starlink satellites supporting Ukraine, which I, you know, I don't support Ukraine, but I'm just saying what he said. And he was like, I just, this just seems like a good option. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there that that that's brewing as well, that that somebody who was helping Ukraine put it out there that maybe there is a resolution and it just seems like people are desperate for war. There is no satisfying them until Zelensky says that he's good with that. And we know that this guy's a puppet and I feel like people are, are not comprehending the the potential that we're, you know, see our, our nuclear weapon episode from this past weekend, once it gets released, this is a I'm, serious situation. I'm so sad I missed that episode. I can't wait to listen to it, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just have one more note on Elon Musk. Um, I forget who it was. I think it was one of Ukraine's top officials. Uh, they apparently put up a Twitter poll in response to Elon Musk's tweet asking, which Musk do you like better, pro-Ukraine or pro-Russia? Um, so that just goes to tell you the level of propaganda that that we're dealing with. Uh, yeah. They really are. We really are planning on fighting Russia down to the last Ukrainian. It seems like it. <laughs> um, it's and I mean it's. We I mean we're we're really I I I'm, I'm, I want to say we're flirting with World War Three, but I have a feeling in twenty thirty fifty years. This is we're already in World War Three. Um and it's the people that are just so so fond of cheering on the war to the last Ukrainian. They just really are not concerned at all with nuclear holocaust. And is, whatever happened to the old hippies the old anti-war hippies where oh, are they it's crazy yeah they're, they're still supporting now. this crap too mm, they really they became socialists yeah they're neocons i mean the, well, the pro-war and, left and the same people that are trying to that are all fucking pro-ukraine are the same people that fucking lied us into vietnam <clears> fucking uh iraq fucking afghanistan somalia <clears throat> Uh, Syria, Libya, 
Uh, and then these motherfuckers that are trying to say, oh, Russian blew it up. That makes as much sense as Assad gassing his own people in Syria. Like, if Assad gassed his own people when he did, that's the biggest military blunder in the history of the world. Surprise, surprise, a year later, it turns out it was all faked by the White Hats, uh, which I believe is a UN organization. Surprise, mm. surprise. Mm. Well, I actually, I mean, this really ties into our research story that Terry's going to help me with. Um, and so I don't know how we can get the images like in the show notes and stuff. But anyways, um, yeah, we, can get that. Our, we have a gas starts flowing to Poland through new Baltic pipe pipeline. And so I snipped one snippet out of there and it says the pipeline with an annual capacity of 10 billion cubic meters has was officially inaugurated on tuesday a day after leaks were detected in the subsea nordstrom a day after if you missed that uh the subsea nordstrom gas pipelines linking russia to europe russia cut gas supplies to poland in april when it refused to pay in rubles so it's amazing that did after say, Russia, sorry, had Jackie, leaked, did it say yeah. a day after a leak was detected? A day it, after it, leaks were detected in the subsea. Yeah, it didn't say a day pipeline. after the gas line was blown up, blown to bits. <laughs> it didn't say that. <laughs> Funny how that they phrased that, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, and so then I asked Terry Canary. To go ahead and just find some pictures to see how close they were to each other. Go ahead, Terry. Well, I, I, I don't think, I'm not sure I can share the maps. Um, uh, I'm going to see if in, I don't know if I can share them both at the same time. Anyway, uh, they um, one comes in from the sort of northwest from Norway, heading towards Poland, and the other one uh, is obviously coming from Russia, from the, from the top of the Baltic Sea, heading in a southwesterly direction. And uh, they cross over just north of the Poland-Germany border, very close to the site of the explosions. <clears throat> Whether that's significant or not, I don't know. But um, <clears throat> it was very interesting. That, and it I, was I, interesting I what that guy had to say about the helicopters. It, it, uh, in fact, to go back to that, I enjoyed that bit quite a lot. They said, have you got any evidence for this outrageous claim? And then he came up with some evidence. <laughs> yes, and, and not just one, like three really good points. And, and yeah. to say that the United States said that they wanted to end the pipeline is true, but it was said by Joe Biden, and it was also said by Victoria Newland, um, in two separate yeah. instances. So, yeah. and then you had um, Tony Blinken coming out very recently saying um, that it was an opportunity. So, yes, he had a lot of that. A lot well, of that. Evidence. That reminds me of when I forget who it was posted something about the Azov Battalion being Nazis. Uh, that are fighting the war in Ukraine, and the the New York Times replied by, "What evidence do you have of this?" And you just link them back to a New York Times article from a few years ago, right? Which is um, like U Ukraine's white supremacy problem. They just exactly. Act like, I mean, it's just it's gaslighting. It's just exhausting. Exactly. And I also did want to note that while the new gas line that that they just got operational, it will be able to bring gas to um, Germany and uh, you know other European places. Uh, you can see the um, the pictures of it on on screen now. If you're watching on video, oh nice! Um, That's the Nord Stream pipelines with the site of the explosions marked in the circle there. And it's the the new 
pipelines, I believe I could be wrong, but I believe it can it holds the capacity of less than 10% of what the Nord Streams um, could put out there. So yeah. it's the picture of the, the new one, the Balt I think it's called Baltic Pipe or something. So you can see they cross uh, just north of the Germany Poland border. Hmm. If you remember where the last one was. Well, if I'm honest, I can't even. I couldn't even point out Poland on the map. <laughs> In my defense, though, I'm an American, so why would I need to? Know? Well, exactly. it's, it's got to be somewhere near Germany, right? So I'm assuming this is it, right Where's here. Where's Germany? I don't know where Germany is. Is it I... in where the circle is, Terrence? Uh, that's the new pipeline. That's the route of the new pipeline oh, that's okay. just opened. Okay. All right. I only yeah. just very recently learned that Egypt is actually part of Africa. What? <laughs> I mean, like gun to my head, if I had to guess, I probably would have picked, I probably would have said Middle Eastern and then been like, oh, wait, that's not a continent. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's ironic, isn't it? The Americans <laughs> have this poor knowledge of world geography, yet they fight wars all over the world. If, if, it, <laughs> if it makes it any better, I'm not any better at U.S. geography. Right. Yeah. Well, that's quite tricky. So, <laughs> um, so Ter, uh, for for next week, uh, Kilbor actually has some additional episodes of um. One second, Justin uh, has some additional uh information on the guidestones. You know, this is a developing story, so but you'll have to wait till next week. Yes, Hooray. me sir. I love the guidestones. And I just wanted to mention uh, that fabulous video from Bloomberg that we played. If you would like to rewatch it or share it to anyone uh, that you want to flabbergast, um, it is available uh, to watch on our YouTube channel at Union of the Unknowns. And uh, please uh, feel free to pop in there, subscribe to us. We probably aren't going to put a ton of content on YouTube given what our content is um but give us a, a subscribe there and you know the stuff we do post there will be able to get a farther reach out of people uh just at, in a natural manner will be suggested to them the more likes and subscribes we get 100 percent. and the links yeah. will be in the show notes as well so look out for those exactly and you could just go to unionoftheunknowns.com and then if you have any story ideas suggestions news stories or anything like that feel free to reach us at unionoftheunknowns.com where you can leave us a voice message and or you can shoot us an email and provide us with some information there we accept all all uh information except for hack information so thank you everyone for joining us on another episode of union of the unknowns and until next week you don't have to go home but you got to get out of here Bye. not your mama's news has been a production of the union of the unknowns podcast new episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks